it in your eyes Take me out to cafe binge tonight Be the beauty, sense the beauty everywhere worldwide Take me out to cafe binge tonight Hello and welcome to the Cafe Binge Podcast. So, I am sitting right here on the floor of my sister's house. I am currently in Monterey, California. I'm sitting in the most beautiful sunlight, just feeling so happy and so blessed and so grateful that I just get to be in the warm for a little bit. I live in Utah and it's so snowy and cold there and I just escaped to California for a little bit to get some much needed sun and ocean healing. Um, So yeah, I'm visiting my sister. I know I've posted a lot on Instagram and a lot of people have been wondering what I'm doing in California, if I moved there, what's going on, and I'm just here. I'm visiting. I'm visiting my sister, and I'm just, yeah, just reevaluating and just kind of getting a little reset and a recharge. So, um, but I'm excited to share a little message with you guys today, um, and I wanted to talk about a, a topic that a lot of people message me about on Instagram and that topic is hormonal acne. So I think it's safe to say, pretty safe to say, that we've all experienced acne in our lives at some point. Um, Maybe if you're lucky, it's just the occasional pimple um, or maybe you struggle with congestion or um, you know like that bumpy skin on your chin or your forehead or maybe it is blackheads on your nose. Um, Maybe you had full-blown like swollen cystic inflamed acneic skin when you were 13. Oh man you guys bless our junior high school selves. I think about baby Amy in junior high and I just want to hug her. Oh, we take on so much. It's just such an awkward, gangly, like horse teeth time. You guys, I need to share my junior high school pictures with all of you as proof and as just a token of gratitude that it gets better. It always gets better. Um, I'm convinced that it just gets better with age um, and not that we get better, but maybe we're just more confident. I look at pictures of J-Lo and Sandra Bullock and I'm like, you know what? It just gets better with age. There's no fear in aging. Okay, I digress. Um, acne. We have all experienced acne in some way, um, of course, differing in extremeness, but... I want to talk about hormonal acne. Um, I'm making an assumption that most of my followers are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, right? Um, I know there's going to be a few younger or older outliers in there, um, but I want to talk about a type of acne that's just pretty common for women of our age group, which is hormonal acne. 
Um, so about 50% of women in their 20s will experience hormonal acne. And at age 40, the number or the percentage goes down to 25%. But we all, and maybe not we all, but 50% of us, I guess, in our 20s experience this. It is a thing. It's such a thing. It's annoying. It's confusing. And it honestly doesn't seem fair, right? Like, wow, I'm getting older. I am now concerned about wrinkles and sun damage and melasma and getting moles checked for skin cancer because I was careless in the sun when I was younger. Oh, there are so many wonderful parts of aging, right? And of aging skin. And we still have to deal with pimples and cysts. No, thank you. But it still comes. It honestly is just adding insult to injury. Like, why? So, how do we deal? How do we deal when that hormonal acne pops up at a certain time of the month or when it stays regularly? If your hormones are chronically off, let's talk about this. Um, I think it's important to note, though, that a whole lot of acne is caused by hormones. Um, Even if you think back to when you were a teenager and your face just broke out, that was because your hormones were changing. Um, Of course, inflammation and bacteria are also culprits and included in this um, because bacteria feeds off of oils. Um, But puberty was a time of changing hormones. It was hormonal-related acne. We're just going to talk about adult hormonal acne. Um, Our hormones are responsible for so, so much. Just if you're curious, if you've got some time on your hands, do a little Googling on your phone or computer to see all of the ways your hormones influence your body's functions. There are so many glands and organs in our body that are controlled by our hormonal system, by the endocrine system. Um, The endocrine system is serious. And when something is off, when you have an imbalance or a spike in a certain hormone, it can throw so many things out of whack, including your skin. But hormonal acne, as I'm talking about it, it's affecting women in their 20s through 40s, sometimes 50 if you're lucky. Um, This is a type of acne and it's usually affected by a woman's menstrual cycle and the fluctuations of estrogen and progesterone and testosterone levels that comes with that. And this spike or dip in hormones can cause more oil production and just added stress on the body. Um, When that time of month is coming, your androgen receptors are so sensitive, especially to testosterone, and it can trigger excess oil production. And the bacteria that lives on your skin always, it eats this oil. So oil combined with dirt, dead cells, unwashed makeup or product It can cause your skin cells to become sticky um, and gunky and dead cells in combination with all of this oil production and bacteria. It leads to clogged pores and breakouts and major irritated and stressed out skin. 
Um, so hormonal acne, this it's usually at its very worst the week before you start your period when the progesterone is the highest, but it honestly can occur anytime your hormones are a little wacky, which in the environment we live in could be quite often. Um, it's so unbelievably common these days to have a thyroid that's imbalanced or fatigued adrenals or sexual organ issues like PCOS or getting fibroids. Um, And our sex hormones can be so, so, so imbalanced. The environment in which we live and the diets we consume and the stress that we take on every day throw us so far out of whack hormonally um, that hormonal acne is just so, so, so common. Um, so how do you know if you have it? Um, indications that you may have it are, it's usually acne on the lower half of your face. So usually the chin or the jawline, sometimes the lower cheeks. Um, so if you have like an oily T-zone and some blackheads on your nose, you most likely don't have hormonal acne. Um, when I was practicing aesthetics and when I was doing facials and someone would come in with chin acne or jaw line acne that was driving them nuts, I'd ask them right then and there if they were on their period or were about to start. And about 95% of the time they were. Um, but there's also, it doesn't have to just be you're starting your period. There's also another component, which is stress. So, a body in stress, it is pumped full of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And when cortisol levels are high, it affects your thyroid, your blood sugar hormones like insulin, um, your sex hormones, which can all contribute to your face being stressed out. Um, And I've seen this kind of like stress acne, um, which is still hormonally related, as big cystic acne, like... Sometimes it's on the cheeks. Usually it's like lower cheeks, but deep acne, if not cystic. Um, So if you've got some troubled skin and you're wondering just what's going on, you're wondering if you have hormonal issues or an imbalance or you just want to be sure, I would recommend going to whatever wellness practitioner you trust and do an in-depth hormone panel blood test um, and do multiple test it throughout the month because your numbers are going to fluctuate as you get closer to your cycle and then further from your cycle so if you do a few tests you can see where you naturally fall on the scale you can check if you have major imbalances um, because I'm not a doctor you guys I can't diagnose anything and ultimately You need to take control and responsibility for your health, for your body, because it's your body. Um, And getting tested on these kinds of things can be so beneficial. So what I'm saying is if you think that there's an issue, just get it tested. See where you're at. See where your levels are at. Um, So here's the thing about hormonal acne. It is tricky. It's hard to get rid of, especially if you're trying to target it through skincare products alone. Um, A lot of times, putting a drying liquid on your spots just 
isn't going to cut it because they're so deeply rooted and because things are happening internally, which is causing the acne. So I think treating it internally is your best bet, of course, with the help from a few topical products and a good skincare routine. Um, So hormonal acne, in my opinion, requires some lifestyle changes because you guys, hormonal acne isn't normal. Um, I've been doing so much research and self-discovery lately about hormones and PMS and the fact that PMS isn't normal. Um, This is something that was brought to my attention in a podcast I listened to and it just struck me as being true that PMS isn't normal and I was talking with my sister about this and we were remembering this healer that we had seen in Utah and it's this lady from South Africa um, and she was telling us that no one, like when she worked in South Africa, no no one there had PMS. The young women there didn't have PMS. And um, because of that, I had asked my mom, I asked her if when she was younger, if she had PMS, if she, if she dealt with that. And she said, no, I didn't even get cramps. Um, so because of this, I think that PMS and hormonal acne and all of these issues It's an effect of stress and our fast-paced lifestyles and our diets and sleep or lack thereof. Um, And I want to do more research on this subject and then hopefully do a podcast on it and hopefully interview somebody about it because I'm so fascinated by it. Um, But hormonal acne, I feel like it requires a little bit of a lifestyle change um, because hormonal acne and getting rid of it or getting it under control, it's a process. So the first change I want to talk about is diet Um, because acne is an inflammatory response and the foods you're eating can be causing inflammation. So... The first thing I want to mention is dairy. Oh, dairy, milk, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, and all of the countless number of processed things we eat during the day that contain dairy. Um, And they can fall under a different name of whey, casein, uh, ghee, lactate solids. Um, It comes packaged under some sneaky names, but Dairy makes up a huge part of our modern diets. And studies have shown that dairy can worsen acne. Dairy can stimulate testosterone production in those who consume it. Um, And then dairy, it also contains its own hormones, like estrogen. Because I don't know if you guys knew this, but cow milk was made by mothers for baby cows. And I'm not going to jump on my vegan high horse right now, but I will say this. Humans were meant to eat human milk. Goats, goat milk. Monkeys were meant to eat monkey milk. And baby calves were meant to eat cow milk. Um, Plus, we're the only species who drink milk after infancy. So I'm just saying this because... 
We eat something often that was made for another animal, which makes sense that it would mess up our systems a bit. Um, And also on top of that, farmers nowadays, they give cows growth hormones so that they can grow and produce milk faster. And so we ingest a lot of these unhelpful hormones when consuming dairy. Um, And I think it's really interesting that one of the worst culprits of dairy is said to be low-fat or non-fat dairy, um, which we think is healthier, I guess. But by removing the fat from dairy, it causes the food particles to be absorbed so much faster, which means we absorb so many more hormones. So, you guys... If you have skin issues that you just can't get under control, the first thing I would suggest is just cutting out dairy. I know that sounds so awful and hard, but just stop for a few weeks and just see how your skin does. Um, The second diet change is refined sugars, flours, processed carbs, Basically, anything that would be labeled under junk food, I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers, junk food, um, anything that's overly processed, um, anything that can cause an insulin spike, which will release just a hormonal windstorm in your body. Um, It causes more oil production. Also, sugar and other high glycemic foods, they feed the bacteria that's living on your skin. Um... So yeah, those are the two things I would suggest. I mean, I know that's like a that's a huge thing, but if it's worth it, if your skin is worth it, just try it. Just try eliminating a few things um, and see how it does. Um, I always say this as well that your skin it's the lord it's the largest excuse me the largest organ of your body. And so I always say to see your skin as a roadmap of what's going on internally. It's showing you what's needing fixing. Um, So I know it's not a positive, but you could see your hormonal acne as being a positive, as being informative. Your skin is trying to tell you something. Maybe that something needs balancing Um, it's showing you things that need some healing. So try looking at your skin holistically and try to see what it's telling you or what it's trying to tell you. Um, Another lifestyle shift needed is just cutting down on stress. Remember how I talked about stress zits? Oh, stress. It is the ultimate just bulldozer to our bodies and our minds and our spirits. Um, Stress throws your body completely out of balance. It ages you. It breaks you down. It causes disease. It causes unnecessary weight gain and hair loss and acne and sleep issues because stress triggers an inflammatory response. And when dealing with this hormonal acne, we want to reduce inflammation Stress is what causes that deep, inflamed cystic acne. Um, And so I don't want to overstep, but I'm going to say the first defense for hormonal imbalance and in balancing those hormones is managing and balancing your stress. 
So avoid unnecessary stresses or stressors or just deal with them better. Focus on getting plenty of rest and water and exercise and relaxation. Take up meditation. You guys, meditation has saved me. It completely saved me. It changed me. And it sent me on this whole spiritual trajectory. Um, I'm thinking I need to do a whole podcast on this. Um, but when you feel your body getting into a stress mode and you know what feel that feels like, you know what your body feels like in stress mode. We all do. Practice loving, gentle kindness with yourself. Focus simply on breathing, on grounding yourself. Go outside. I love earthing. I love going outside and taking off my shoes and putting your feet, bare feet, in the grass or on the soil or on stones and just breathe deeply. Um, just breathe, listen to calming music, take a bath, um, do the legs up the wall pose. You guys all know that I love that. If you follow me on Instagram, lay on the floor, put your legs straight up the wall. Um, but just practice compassion with yourself. Just figure out for you how to best reduce stress. Um, and I think it's just, it's so important to figure you out, to figure out your stressor. So just right now, make a list or after you're done listening, make a list. Make a list of what stresses you out the most in life. Get specific. Find out what's the root. What's the root of that stress? If it's work, if you're stressed about work, what aspect of work? How can you view it differently to serve you? If it's your kid's that stress you out what specifically what specifically about it what roles stress you out is it the noise at the is it the messy house just get specific and then figure out how to view it differently or find a solution to come at it from a different angle reframe it in your mind figure out solutions and then find practices like I talked about to bring you pure joy to help you reduce your stress and balance you. Just practice gratitude. Um, Notice all of the beauty and the abundance in your life. I feel like if I'm stressed out, just going for a walk, getting out into nature, and truly, it sounds so cheesy. I know maybe someone's rolling their eyes right now, but just noticing the beauty around you. Notice like the leaves around you and like what a miracle they are and the trees and, and just practice appreciation for all of the beauty around you for the beautiful sky and the clouds and the warm sun just notice and appreciate how much abundance is in your life focus again on breathing on finding something that feels good to do by moving your body um Moving our bodies and getting exercise is so healthy. I just so often think we do exercises that we hate and so we hate exercising but find a way to move your body that feels good. Start dancing or jumping on the tramp or going for a hike. You don't have to go to the gym and do squats to get exercise. Just move your body in a way that feels good beautiful and amazing and that brings wellness into your life um don't do workouts that you hate that just bring you more stress um just to find a beautiful way to move 
Be compassionate with yourself by getting enough sleep, by avoiding watching TV and binging on the food until late in the night. Um, Stop hanging out with people who make you feel empty or who stress you out or who lower your vibration. Um, Hang out with people you just genuinely love and enjoy and who lift you. Um, I know it just seems so cliche and overly simplistic. I totally get it. I know how annoying it is when someone says to just drink more water and meditate. I get it. It's annoying. And I know it's not that simple, but what if it could be? And if it's not, maybe it's just a good place to start. It's an inexpensive, low-risk place to start. Managing your stress, eliminating it if possible, Because isn't all stress just rooted in fear? And isn't fear just an illusion? Okay, you guys, side note. So this just came to my mind. So I'm reading a book right now. Um, It's a book I've read many, many times, and it just gets better with age. It's Marianne Williamson's um, A Return to Love. So many profound words written in that thing, and one of the parts I appreciate the very most is when she talks about love and the essence of love and how love is God. God is love. That whatever God is, it's the embodiment of love. Whatever frequency love is, that's God. And she talks about how love is universal and eternal, And that things that are eternal don't have an opposite. Um, In this book, she's writing on A Course in Miracles. um, And she says, let me grab my book. Um, The introduction to A Course on Miracles states, The course can be summed up very simply. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. Okay, let me read that again. The course can be summed up very simply. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So, one, love is real. It's an eternal creation and nothing can destroy it. Two, anything that isn't love is an illusion. Three, remember this and you'll be at peace. I love that. She also says the opposite of love is fear. But what is all encompassing can have no opposite. So when you're not thinking with love, since only love is real, then we're actually not thinking at all. We're hallucinating. And that's what this world is, a mass hallucination, where fear seems more real than love. Fear is an illusion. Okay, so I realized that was the biggest tangent, but I was reading that this morning and it was so profound to me and I just felt the need to say it because back to stress. (laughs) To me, stress and anxiety are rooted in fear. Would you guys agree? When you boil our stressors down to their very bare bones, in my opinion, it's fear that lives there. The things that we get anxious about or fear or stress over aren't real. 
I know they feel real. They definitely feel real. But the things we stress over are usually based in the future or our past. Usually it's not in the now. Because in the present, we're always okay, right? We're always okay unless it's a dangerous situation, um, which is where cortisol and our fight or flight comes in to get us out of harm's way. Um, But cortisol and stress, they're there for the purpose of getting us out of danger. And the problem now is that our bodies, for some reason, think that we're always in danger. That's what stress is. And that's because, in my opinion, we're living so much of our life in fear. You can package it up and call it something different. You can use different words for it, but it's fear. And when we get to the root of it, we can see that it's fear. And I think knowing that fear is an illusion is a powerful way to view it. Fear is not based in the present. Um, I realize that this is a biggest tangent, but I'm just going to keep talking for a second. So I had a client a couple years ago. And I loved when she told me this. Um, I was talking to her about something I was nervous about. And she said, well, if it happens, it happens and you deal with it. But there's no point in living something twice. Don't live something twice. Because you guys, that's the thing. We do that. We play out situations in our mind of how we think it's going to go. And we like to think about the worst case scenarios of what's going to happen worst case scenario when really it's never as bad as we imagine, as we make it out in our minds to be. And usually what we worst fear is unlikely to happen. But if it did happen, we would deal with it and we'd be fine. It'd be uncomfortable maybe, but we'd be fine. But because we stress and we fear, we live it twice. We live it out twice in our mind. And so we live in fear. We're always worried about what people will think of us. And we get scared of being unloved or having something bad happen to us. But if we get back to the present, we're okay. Um, I don't even know why I'm talking about all of this <laughs> when this episode is about hormonal acne. But there you go, stress. Get back to the present. Stress is the silent killer. It's gonna mess up your hormones. It's gonna mess with your face. So just get back to the present. That's why I talked about just meditating and breathing. It all takes you back to the present. Let's just manage and balance and eliminate stress. Um, Okay, so hormonal acne on to treatment. Like I said a little earlier... I'd look at hormonal acne holistically and view it as your body trying to send you a message about where things are out of balance. But I also get that we want a solution and we want a recipe for how to fix things. So let's talk about treatment plans or treatment options. Um, So... If your hormonal acne is particularly bad and you get your blood work done and all of that, um, and if you go see a dermatologist, I almost bet that they're going to want to prescribe you something. Um, Maybe it's prescription retinoids or a topical antibiotic or an oral antibiotic. 
um, or birth control pills and hormone balancing meds and Accutane, which these are all very aggressive forms of treatment, Accutane being the most aggressive. And these aren't necessarily something that would be my first choice. Um, my first choice would just to be getting to the root of the problem and not just treat symptoms because your acne is a symptom. That's a thing. Your acne is a symptom of a deeper rooted issue. But here's the thing. You get to do you. You don't have to do thing. You don't have to do things my way or believe the same as I do. That's honestly just the beauty of life. You get to choose you and you know best for you. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You know what's best for you and I know what's best for me and those don't have to be the same thing. So if getting a prescription or an antibiotic or a high strength treatment from your dermatologist is in your highest good, know that that's an option. And also along those lines, if you have deep cystic acne, Know that a dermatologist can inject them to help break them up and to get the bacteria under control. I just want you all to know that those are options. Um, But treatment options also include an appointment with your esthetician. Um, Get a chemical peel or light therapy or laser therapy. Um, There are lasers that can eliminate active breakouts and others that heal pigmentation and acne acne scars. There are so many lasers, you guys, and treatments, and I've been out of the industry long enough. I I haven't practiced in a medical spa for a few years now, but there are so many options. There's pixel lasers and fractional and uh, carbon dioxide lasers and frazzle or um, deep effects lasers. Lasers can be intense, like face peeling and scabbing intense, major red and swollen, but can be extremely helpful in those extreme acne and scarring cases. But there's also light therapy, Um, which I love. Red and blue light therapy can be so gentle and a good approach for killing bacteria and soothing inflammation. Um, You can get this done at, I think a lot of derm offices have it or esthetician offices or um, spas, med spas, um, even plastic surgeon offices. But you can also get an at-home device for light therapy. Um... Tria Beauty has a blue light therapy device and even Neutrogena has a light therapy mask. I'm going to link all of these products for you because I'm going to start talking about a few more products. So in the show notes, I will link all of these products for you if you're interested in trying them. If anything I say pings a little and you resonate with it and you want to try it out. Um, there are options. Just know that. So I'd recommend going to a spa or a med spa or a derm or a plastic surgeon's office that you trust or look up reviews if you don't have one or ask a friend who they love and then look into treatment plans. But I'd say if it were me, but you're not me and you get to do you, but if it were me, I would start holistically with my health, with my wellness and stress and then move into the less invasive procedures like light therapy or a chemical peel, a mild chemical peel. All right, on to skincare. So skincare, you guys, let's talk. Um, Here's the thing we do. When we have a pimple form, we just want to attack it. We want our zits gone. 
So I think it's pretty common that we get harsh. We squeeze and we pick at it, sometimes to the point of bleeding and scabbing and scarring. We throw on whatever product we own that's the most active, the most strong, and then we layer products and masks just trying to kill it and dry it out. Um, We overuse benzoyl peroxide because we just want to destroy it. Um, And benzoyl peroxide and alcohols, they do dry things out. They can be good things for acne. But here's the thing, and I think I talked about this in another podcast, maybe the skin tips your mama didn't teach you, but if you're too harsh on your skin, you create an even bigger problem than before because your acid mantle, that protective bacteria-fighting layer of your skin is compromised when you're too harsh. It's stripped. The pH is out of balance, which just invites more bad bacteria to thrive there. Also, by using these over-drying products, um, your face is just too dried out and it causes the moisturizing system in place to boot up, which means that your face is going to produce more oil. That's what your skin does to moisturize itself. It produces more oil. So if it feels that it's too dry, it's going to produce more oil. And more oil plus an environment for the bacteria to thrive in um, is what you're dealing with by removing that lipid barrier, that protective acid mantle, and then having more oil being produced. Can you see why this is a problem? Acne will thrive there. So my advice is to find a system that works for you and be super vigilant about using it. Don't wait until the storm hits to start working on your skin's health. Always be arming your skin with the tools it needs. If you know that you struggle with this, with hormonal acne prone skin, um, don't be using just a face wipe at night and I don't know, some like drugstore moisturizer. If you know that your skin is like that, all month long, not just during that time of month, not just the week before you start your period, all month long, have a system, have a skincare system in place um, that's solid, that's good for you. Um, If you know that you struggle with hormonal and acne prone skin, a salicylic acid is great for you. BHAs are great for you. Obviously, don't overuse them but when used correctly they're great for you um salicylic acid it is a bha acid it's derived from willow bark and it's the same thing aspirin is made from um and what sals do is they clean out the debris from your skin um they unclog pores and they remove dead skin and dirt so that the oil produced won't get sticky and clog everything up a sal is a chemical exfoliant. It exfoliates the outer layer. So for salves, there are so many products out there. I really like the um, UFO oil by Sunday Riley, which combines, I think it's sal with tea tree oil and licorice root to help kill bacteria and to lighten the skin, um, to lighten those dark spots that usually form around acne. Um, I also love, 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 love the Tata Harper um, 
resurfacing mask, which has a pink clay in it, I believe, and sal, which will dry things up as well as cleaning out the pores. Um, I also love the Ordinaries products if you're looking for a budget-friendly option. Again, I'm going to link all of these in the show notes if you guys are interested in shopping any of these or looking into them. So Sal, it can be so beneficial. I also want to talk about benzoyl peroxide. So benzoyl peroxide goes deep into the skin and it kills bacteria with oxygen. Bacteria doesn't like oxygen. So it sounds great, but the only thing with benzoyl is that it's really harsh and your skin becomes tolerant to it. Um, so people have to routinely up the dose or up the percentage. Um, so I would say if you're going to try a benzoyl, start with a very, very low percentage. Um, and for this reason, I just kind of avoid this ingredient because it's really easy for your skin to develop a dependency on it. Um, but if this is something that you feel called to, if you feel like your skin needs, if you if you feel like it's for you, um, I really like Skin Medica's system. Um, yeah. I also mentioned alcohol because I think a lot of skincare brands add alcohol into their acne lines because it dries everything out. But it also dries everything out. So like I was saying, too much, which will lead to more oil production and your lipid layer being compromised like we talked about. So I'd opt out of toning it with alcohol or using products that contain alcohol. If you're going to tone it, use witch hazel. Or I really love this toner by The Beauty Chef. If you guys watch my Instagram stories and see the smoothies I make, you know how much I love her products. I love her glow powder. But she has a probiotic skin refining toner that I adore. It's so good. Um, One more thing I want to mention is ice. So bacteria love to live in warm, dark environments warm, moist, and dark, which is why I was saying by bringing oxygen to the skin, it can kill bacteria, Um, but also cold. So because it likes warmth, bring a cooler temperature to the skin. Um, And so for this reason, I like ice. Um, Cooling the skin can help to kill bacteria and to soothe inflammation because acneic skin can become so inflamed, especially hormonal acne which is why I love using a ice roller. I know you guys have heard me talk about that so many times. This is a broken record, but I love it. I love sticking my ice roller in the freezer and then every morning just rolling my skin out and every night if I'm struggling with a particularly bad breakout, um, just rolling the skin to help kill the bacteria and to reduce the redness and the inflammation. Um, A couple other tips I wanted to mention is to wash your makeup brushes. Wash them often because there's so much bacteria that resides there. Um, Think about it. They're just moist from all of the makeup you use and they have oils on them because of the oils that come off of your face and they can spread so much bacteria across your face. So wash them often. I really like the Cinema Secrets wash for that. Um, and another thing that I wanted to mention is to wash your pillowcases often. Same thing, there's a lot of oils that get trapped in your pillowcases. 
So wash them frequently. And then I also love to use a silk pillowcase. I found it to be so helpful. Um, I love the slip pillowcase or Amazon makes a really killer budget-friendly option. Of course, I will link both of those. Um, so I know that a lot of this information <laughs> sounded just kind of cliche or overly simplistic, but I think it's so important for us to know myself included and on my skincare journey this is what's helped me the most which I know it sounds weird but balancing my hormones naturally and holistically and letting my body heal itself and when a breakout comes not trying to attack it but to nourish my skin it's kind of the same thing that I think about when dieting. Stop focusing on restricting and start promoting things. Start promoting and adding foods into your diet that promote wellness. Stop worrying about taking away food because it's going to make you fat, but just eating foods that make you feel good. So when your skin is acting up, focus on nourishing it and focus on finding the message it's trying to tell you of where something is out of balance, um, where your hormones are out of balance, and what could use a little healing. Um, I'm so excited to continue my journey in healing hormone imbalances naturally because it honestly rings so true for me that we were meant to be whole. Our bodies want to be balanced and healthy. It's how they function. Our body knows how to be healthy. And PMS of any kind isn't normal, but it's an adverse effect of the way we're living and consuming and functioning. And so I'm excited to go on this journey of a more holistic approach to this. Um, as always, if you guys have any questions about this episode or if you're wondering about a treatment or a certain product, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm always happy to help and share anything I know or if I don't know, I'm researching it a little bit for you. I hope you guys know that I just want to help. I want to be a source for only light and love and honesty and non-judgment. I love you all. I really truly do. Um, I know that our bodies are capable of health and healing um, when we have the right tools um, and I wish that for all of us so I love you and I will talk to you next time and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to the cafe binge podcast until next time may you notice all the wonderful beautiful binge worthy parts of your day squeeze out every last drop taste them cherish them because life was meant to be beautiful Find me at cafebinge.com or on Instagram at cafebinge. Take me out to Cafe Binge tonight.